Here at Soul Infusion, our goal is finding a path of awareness through personal empowerment and healing, to grow as individuals and as a collective through conscious existence. By discussing different healing modalities, energy work, and all things metaphysical, we strive to increase your individual consciousness and well-being to positively affect the collective consciousness. We invite you to join us on our journey of honest self-discovery and truth. So raise your frequency and let the good vibes flow. This is Soul Infusion. Welcome to Soul Infusion, where you can eavesdrop on our mystical musings. I'm Heather. I'm Tracy. Jen. I'm Christy. And I'm Christina. Here in our little cosmic corner of the universe, we like to discuss all things metaphysical, especially alternative healing modalities. Today's guest is Heather Black, owner of Ananda Yoga and Reiki, and she is here to enlighten us on the topic of psychic surgery. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into psychic surgery? Sure. Uh, I was um, working in a major corporation as a finance manager when my kids were young and I was very, very stressed and unhappy. So for a Mother's Day present, my husband gave me a weekend away. And after doing searches to go and do yoga, I found Ananda Ashram, which is in upstate New York. We lived in New Jersey. So I started going there every year. The first time I went, I came home and I said, I'm not happy. I can't do this anymore. So I left my job. And the next time I went there, I met my yoga teacher, Dharma Mitra. And after one meditation with him, I've never eaten meat since that was in 2005. Wow. So yeah, I knew he was the real deal and I wanted to be a yoga teacher. So I went to his yoga center in New York City, City uh, Dharma Yoga Center, and I got my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And I've been teaching ever since. In New Jersey, I had a, comp- a business called Ananda Yoga, and I named that in honor of the ashram where I felt like my entire life just changed after going there. So fast forward to 2018, we're living in the Pittsburgh area, and a yoga studio that I was teaching at offered intro to energy. And I thought, that sounds interesting. I'll go and, and learn that. So I took the class. And I really loved it. And they offered the second part of the class. And so I took that and I really loved it. And then at the end, he said, this has been Reiki. So if you want to be attuned and learn it, let me know and you can come for the third part of class. And I was like, like, I would not have taken a Reiki class at that point in my life. So I kind of fell into it and I went and I was attuned to the first level. And I just, I loved it. And I was trying to read and learn about everything I could about it. So after a few months, I went for the second level attunement and I had a healing crisis that was weird and strange, nothing major. I'll talk about it later. But in talking to people, they said, well, 
you should go to Tracy's monthly share. So I started going to that and I just loved it. I love to be around all everybody and learning things, learning different ways of doing things, all the energy. And I was just so interested in it that I just tried to learn everything I could. And I started taking clients on my own. And then I found a weekly Reiki share. So I started going to that and that was where my energy and abilities really started to take off. Like that was, it, it just was so powerful and it was just so such beautiful souls in the room. So with that, that particular place, the lineage is a Sui Tibetan. And in that lineage, there are four levels. So I went for the advanced Reiki training, which is where you learn psychic surgery. So I took that level, continued to love everything. And then January, 2020, I was attuned to Reiki master. And in the meantime, I was assisting in classes, uh, continued to learn and to teach. And so shutdown happened then right after. Mm -hmm. I only got about three months in of weekly shares before, everything shut down so we continued to do things online we did the distance reiki and i just used quarantine as an opportunity to try and really get it all down like just try and really expand things and i took a mediumship class uh so that i could kind of refine the messages that i was getting and that was very very useful i expanded my business. So it's now Ananda Yoga and Reiki. And I offer a class, Intro to Reiki Energy, and it's for people who are thinking about going for a treatment or they're thinking about becoming attuned, but it's, they don't quite know what it is. And it's just a broad overview, 90 minutes of what to expect, either to go for a treatment or to get attuned and what the path is, uh, just to let people you know, learn a little bit more about it. Can you tell us what psychic surgery is? Sure. It is, it's also referred to as aura clearing. So maybe surgery, uh, the mind might go to something uh, invasive. It is not. It's not cutting the flesh. It is not uh, removing tissue. It is all energy work. It's part of the advanced Reiki training for Sui Tibetan lineage. And it was developed by William Lee Rand of the International Center for Reiki Training. He combined Sui Reiki and Tibetan shamanism to create this lineage. So the psychic surgery is based on training he received from a kahuna while living in Hawaii. After meditating on it, consulting his guides, he combined it with a technique from neuro-linguistic programming and Reiki energy. It's basically identifying an energy block, working with the client to find its cause and remove it. Can I quickly interject? I don't know what was neuralistic and I don't remember the second part. What is that? Neuro-linguistic programming is Sounds that work with the brain to help to release the energy. Okay. What can 
psychic surgery heal? Is it physical, emotional, spiritual? Can it be any of the two or three? Yes, yes. It, it can heal the things that Reiki can heal. I consider it the next level if, if I'm working on a client and Reiki just doesn't seem to be budging a block, then I will bring psychic surgery in to see if that will help. So it's usually they come to you with either like a physical problem or you're saying like, I understand what you're saying when they come to you with, I know people who come for Reiki come for all different reasons. They will may come for a physical issue. They just may feel off, you know, especially if they're not familiar with Reiki. Um, and I just, I was just curious to see how you would approach that. Would you say to them, you need another level or would you just do it without them being aware of it? It's just a technique that you use. It's a technique that I use. They, I need to have their consent. Uh, within the, um, within the session, I will not say I'm going to do surgery on you, yeah. <laughs> um, but that is the name of it. That's awesome. Um, have you cured anyone? Can you give any examples? I can. Yes, I have helped several people. A Reiki session to me, to begin with, it's it's confidential. But then when you're psychic surgery, because it's for something that is kind of deeper than what Reiki is, is helping with, I think I'll give the example of me, of how it helped me. When I went for my advanced Reiki training. She said, okay, figure out a block and, you know, what do you want to have removed? So I started thinking back and when I went for my yoga teacher training, that raises your vibration. So I had always meditated every day, but once I had done that training, then it was like, I just felt so much more connected. And when I'd be meditating, I could feel this thing over my right shoulder. It was just a heaviness, a darkness, like it was just like a big boulder sitting right there. And I didn't know what it was. So I prayed on it. I said, please reveal to me what this is trying to tell me. And in time, it was revealed and the block went from my right shoulder right over my heart and it ended up being um issues with extended family that needed to be healed so i just walked around with that block on my heart not really necessarily knowing that it was there but that was what i decided that i was going to work on when i did the uh training so the reiki master guided the other students in this process to remove this block. And as they were doing it, it was like a weight was lifted from me that all of a sudden I could breathe easier. I could, it, it just felt so much lighter. What I realized afterwards, like it also, I had a, um, a knot in my solar plexus, right in my gut. Didn't necessarily know it was there, but that kind of came unraveled and I felt just free. And, and what I realized is, you know, I would go through life saying, well, everybody's got baggage. Everybody has stuff. Like that's just part of being a human. But what I didn't realize is that in addition to that trauma, 
I was walking around with just this darkness, this sadness, this heaviness that was lifted when they did this psych surgery on me. So, and, and, you know, to fast forward then I'm like, well, other lineages don't teach this and it is so valuable and so useful and so helpful that I wanted to share it. That's an amazing story. Um, I'm, I'm coming to you for a session, FYI. Um, but Heather, so can anyone receive psychic surgery or a cleansing, or do you have specific guidelines that you use? I know you said um, if they have like a deep block, but are there any specific guidelines that one should use when they're, when they're using that technique? Well, they have to consent to it. Right. They, they have to be ready to release that trauma. They have to, you know, some people, if they're walking around with the block, it's protecting them. And maybe they're not ready to let that situation go or that memory, maybe the anger, the sadness, they, they feel like it's take, you know, it's, it's protecting them. So I can't do it if, if they're not ready. Other than if they're not ready, if someone will come to you and be like, I want psychic surgery done. Is there any situations where you will not use it? No. Okay. No, I, I will. If, if, you know, somebody comes to me and they're, they know what they want, then absolutely. It is just like Reiki. It can do no harm. Okay. I'm glad you said about the removal of something that you're going in and removing a blockage and how you explain your own situation. Because sometimes I know when people have blockages, I'm glad you said that they have to be ready for it because part of removing blockages is doing that important work on your own. And so, sort of, I find that Reiki can identify where the blockage comes from. And a lot of times people have no idea why they have this feeling or this health issue. Or So I love that you said that you have to assess whether they're ready for you to just simply blast it you know, with our energy. It can't do any harm. But I think it's so good for people to know why they have it and also that they can do techniques on their own after they leave the session to continue to work on that blockage, you know, to, to continue to do the work part of things. And that's with Reiki in general, you know, and I don't do psychic surgery, or maybe I do and I don't know it, but I'm sure that, you know, um, I just feel like there's, a, there's something to be said about doing the work to disband that blockage on your own, to, to kind of break up the energy, make them aware, and do the balancing part as they're in, in your when you're, they're in your care, but then help them with techniques to go along the way to continue their healing path. You know, to make sure that blockage doesn't come right back. You know, so I love that you said that they have to be ready. So I'm going to go into the the next question: Is this something that can be used alongside of Western medicine? Because we're we all know that we at times or many of us need the care of doctors or physicians to help us with things that are completely out of balance. And a lot of our clients do as well. Does this work well with Western medicine or is it strictly an alternative practice? And I think you've mentioned that it really is just another form of Reiki and we know how that works with Western medicine. A lot of times it enhances treatments that people are going through, but I didn't know if anything was different with psychic surgery. It is, no, it does not replace Western medicine. It is a compliment. And I'm, I'm a big believer that you need to take everything that is in your power, everything that's available to bring you to 
optimal health. So need to throw everything at it. (laughs) Yeah. I like the combination. I like that they work together. And I mean, some things, there are things with Western medicine that, you know, you have to, if the patient feels confident that they're on the right track, you work with that, you know, but I know there are some, you know, there's some questions sometimes as to whether people go to things too quickly because they think that's the quick answer to relieve a symptom, you know, and you kind of have to talk them through all that. And we as Reiki practitioners do that all the time, but making sure that we're working with what they're currently doing. That's awesome. Thank you. So can you explain your process when you do a psychic surgery? Sure. When someone comes to me for a session, if when we sit down before the session, they tell me about something going on in their life. At that time, I can see if they feel it somewhere in their body. And at that time, I might suggest it. Or if while I'm in a session and I hit somewhere that is, it just doesn't seem to be budging with Reiki by pulling the energy out and it, it's just not budging. Then I will say to them, do you feel anything in this spot? And if they say yes, then I'll kind of guide them. Uh, I mean, they're already feeling very relaxed, but kind of get them to meditate and to reflect back what was going on in their life when this started, when this sensation, when they started noticing it. And a lot of the time, they will be able to identify exactly when it started. And the beauty of psychic surgery and of Reiki is that I mean, a a session is always confidential and they can tell me whatever it is that they want to tell me, but they don't have to. As long as they know what it is that caused it, that's all that we need. And at that point, then I will say to them, are you fully willing and ready to release and heal this block? And if they're ready, then I will proceed with the psychic surgery. And it is a combination of sounds and actions that work with the client. They will meditate on it and assign a physical characteristic. What does it look like? What color, what texture, what shape, what size? And we work with it as that as a visualization and start to go about breaking it up and pulling it out, sending it up to the divine for healing. I love that you have them participate in that. Yeah. They're visualizing it. So it's not just like you're doing it to them. That's that's really great. That does yeah. kind of go along with Reiki in general and having them help self-heal a lot of times. So I love that. Um, what is, as a practitioner, what do you experience when you're doing the procedure? Are there certain, like when you're, doing it is it you're feeling heat in certain areas or what do you do as a practitioner what are what are some of the things you go through as you're doing psychic surgery or is it does it depend on the ailment you know what i i go through with psychic surgery i found i always ask to be used as a vessel but i feel like when i'm doing psychic surgery i really feel that like i feel like i'm not there and I am being used for the healing. And and there's been just about every time something, I'll say something, I'll ask a question, I'll do something and I'll be like, I I don't know where that came from. But 
it's it's a, a very uh deep connection and it, it just i feel connected to the client i feel connected to the divine and it's just beautiful i feel the guides are around and and i can just feel that it's helping you're very you're a tool that's amazing that's great do you use um like, do you work with spirit guides or do you use, um, you know, I love my crystals. Like, it's, you know, what, what do you use when you um, work, when you do a session? When I do a session, I, I pull out all the stops. I, I call in my spirit guides, guardian angels, God, Jesus, archangels, their spirit guides, their guardian angels. Like, I just invite everybody into the session. I use a drum, a rattle, crystal bowls, uh, bells. Um, I use crystals, but I need training from Tracy, I believe. <laughs> because I have my notes as to which ones will do what <laughs> that I, I haven't retained. So I have them in my Reiki room and I'll use them sparingly. I'm going to jump in with your crystal thing. You are very talented. Use your intuition with what crystals to use. <laughs> use your intuition. What does the client feel when you are doing the procedure? Have you received any feedback in the past, like immediately after the session? Yes. What, what they feel, they will feel the energy breaking up. And because it's an interaction, it's where we are in conversation. They're not, um, you know, during a regular Reiki session, I don't talk to them. Like I, I do the Reiki, I will take notes on any messages that I get, but in psychic surgery, they're actively participating in it. So, you know, they'll say to me, oh, I see this and uh, they'll feel the energy kind of break up they might feel hot, they might feel cold, um, they might get a rush of energy going through them, uh, messages, any kind of, sometimes questions are answered for them. Uh, and right after they feel just great, you know, it's, it's very uh, freeing and they feel peaceful and calm and, and much better than when they came in. When you do psychic surgery, um, I, you know, with the Reiki session, you always tell people drink lots of water afterwards. Is there anything extra? Because that is like a boost of energy work. Is there anything extra that a client needs to do after having a psychic surgery session that's extra, you know, that's more than just what they would normally do after a typical Reiki session? Right. It is possible that they would have a healing crisis like we would have in, um, like being attuned. So they should lots of water, rest, uh, eating healthy, and, and just to, to be able to have some reflection for a little while afterwards, because things will start to be made known to them, you know, as the days go on after removing the block. And do, you do people typically need more than one session? I know Jen had mentioned like making sure that block doesn't come back. So mm -hmm. do you give recommendations? Like do people need more than one to remove it or to keep it away? Or is that like where they then go on their own and they kind of work on it on their own? If I can't remove it, then that's probably because they still have something to learn from it. 
you know, we proceed from there and ask that they are guided. And then it's up to them in their own intuition as to whether or not they want to come back and do that. There's also, you know, it depends upon what the issue is that some issues are multi-layered. So you might remove a block on one level and then they start realizing that there's so much more to it that they weren't able to see before or that they couldn't handle before, but now they're stronger and they can. So that would be where they would want to come back and, and do a little bit more. But I, I never say to somebody, you need to come back, you know, next week or three times a week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. sorry to hijack, but these thoughts keep popping into my head. Um, <laughs> and so do you have to do anything extra afterwards? Um, you know, I know after a Reiki session, we, you know, cleanse ourselves and stuff. But since that, again, is deeper energy work. Is there anything that you personally have to do more than, again, after just doing a typical Reiki session? Yeah, I, I have to be very vigilant in clearing the space, clearing myself, uh, drinking a lot of water myself. You know, I've learned the hard way when I got a little lax in that, that, um, you know, sometimes stuff sticks around and, and then you got to clear it anyway. But yes, yes, definitely have to protect myself. Can you do psychic surgery remotely? Kind of like how we can do a distance Reiki session? I would think so. Yes. I, I would think though that maybe what would be required is video. Okay. If you're using sounds and things like that, I think it too, it, it would depend on what their systems were that they could receive the sound, right? Right, right. Um, I, I was just thinking of that as soon as she said that, I'm like, that would really be challenging if you were using certain things that were vibrational that you wanted to have, you know, I mean, you could do it. I know that when we do distant Reiki, it's visualization and intent that's it really actually is a neat way to do it because you can strengthen the channel. Like you said, when you were doing the pandemic work, you were making that like sort of your chance to really show the power of Reiki when you're not physically there with somebody and exercise that muscle. But I can see where in your situation, if you're using sound, which is really a beautiful healing tool, it would be hard or crystal energy, you know, well, energy is energy, so it can travel, yeah. but I could see well, where and, and part of it too is is the stance that you take, the actions that you're taking. So I think that definitely it it's it would just be much much better in person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like too that you said about you know, you let them sort of determine whether or not they're ready to come back because I think as Reiki practitioners, it is something that we have to let them kind of acknowledge on their own and let them come back. I went into the Reiki business from, I, I went right into it. I made a big life change and went into Reiki solely from the professional world for a, a time in my life. And I was trying to apply, you know, the business techniques of getting clients and trying to, you know, really explore the, I knew I had the gift and the spiritualism and I knew that people were coming to me. I didn't know if I could solely do that as, as, as income. And what I found out quickly was that that's not the way to do this spiritual work. You need to wait until the energy is right with people and the right people are coming to you and just 
do what you have to do to allow that to happen. So when you're saying you don't say come back three times a week, that's the first thing I think of is you can't possibly do that. And that also lets the client have some sort of responsibility where they're actually aware of their feelings and what they've received from your session and kind of assess whether or not they're taking responsibility for their own need to come back and see you, you know, because energy does change. We can get triggered again. Um, if we're not doing daily practices, sometimes some of the old things that we've worked to get rid of can creep in. So yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. Like that resonated with me so strongly. You just have to let them sort of figure out when it's right for them to come back. And I love that you just said that because I, I agree 100%. After a session, I will, somebody may ask me, so should I already schedule? And I always say, no, please come back when you feel ready and you are guided to. And sometimes I'll just get a blank stare. Like it, it's that type of reaction from a client. I think what you've explained to us, because I sort of had a preconceived notions of what I thought psychic surgery was. I like that you are telling us that it's really just another form of energy work that is non-intrusive. They need to have, they need to give consent and that can do no harm. Cause I think that word surgery, when we, when we hear it is very, it can, you know, I mean, I've been through surgery. It's, there's very few surgeries that everyone, people are not anxious about. They're not feeling like they are some type of a intrusion, you know, um, on their body, even if it's something they really want to have done or they know it's going to make them better. It can be scary. It can be that feeling associated with that word. But I love that you make it very well known that it's just another level. It's a more advanced type of energy work and explaining the origins because we all know Reiki is not harmful and it can do no harm and it goes where the body needs it to go. It's just another level of it. That makes such a difference to me in my pre notion in my head about what that is, you know? So thank you for that awakening for that. That's really an interesting I think it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I think it it does. I, Jen, I have to agree with you. Before I actually started talking to Heather about it, um, I just like the term psychic surgery. I thought it just had to, all to do with the mind. And then when she had like been talking about like her advanced training and stuff like that, um, and she explained about the energy blocks, I was like, oh, that's not scary. That's like... I, I mean, I don't know that I do that, but you know, because I'm not formally trained in that, which Heather, I'm coming to you to get formally trained in that. I'm, I'm letting that know now, but I mean, I do, I do feel sometimes that I am doing deeper work intuitively, um, you know, talking with the client and stuff like that. I have some crystals that I use when I do that and I can feel, I, I feel the heavy stuff come off. So I, thought, well, it's something that I might be, again, I want more of the formal training and to maybe get the technique better. But um, I, I was surprised to hear that it's something or similar to maybe what I'm already doing intuitively. Oh, yes, you are, girl. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and she just what, works with her crystals that are, it's unbelievable. You, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think psychic surgery has that bad rap like uh, so much that they've that again a lot of people are calling it aura cleansing is it the psychic thing is it the surgery thing like what would spark that 
I, I would think that the surgery word is mm -hmm. is a little bit um, daunting, and I don't know why he named it this. Um, but in his literature, it says psychic surgery or a clearing. So mm -hmm. um, maybe to indicate that it is a deeper level, mm -hmm. you know, because if you say or clearing, then you say, oh, yeah, I, I already do that. But, you know, with the psychic surgery, it kind of shows that there's a little bit more involved in it. That makes sense. When you were talking about the procedure itself, it sounds like something I've had before, but um, the practitioner that used it, we, we did it in a group distantly, and it sounded more like it was more of a energy, clearing energy blocks. But when you were talking about what does it feel like, what is, you know, as you saying, like temperature, you know, just all these different questions that you ask, I, I've had something similar, but the practitioner definitely called it, um, I, I feel like she called it um, clearing blocks or something. So I didn't know if, maybe some practitioners just say clearing blocks instead of psychic surgery, like you were saying, you know, maybe just because sometimes it gets a bad rap. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I also, I had gone yesterday. I went for a Holy fire session experience. She said they call it. And that was also where you're envisioning the block, but it was a, a different approach to it, but it's the same guy that created all of it, right? William Lee Rand. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's different variations of, of approaching it. This is one technique. Do you teach psychic surgery? And also if you wanna tell us any other classes that you teach. Yes, I do. I'm offering psychic surgery. It is for Reiki practitioners uh, level two and above. The next class will be Friday, October 22nd from seven to nine in McDonald, Pennsylvania. I also offer all levels of Reiki training and I offer the intro to Reiki energy class on Zoom. So if, if any of you are talking to somebody that they're a little standoffish about it and they don't know what it is and they're hesitant, they can take this class and then they'll know what to expect when they come to you. And I also teach yoga, corporate yoga, <laughs> privates. Nice. Um, where can people find you to get a hold of you? My website is anandayogareiki.com. So Ananda is A-N-A-N-D-A, yogareiki.com. Anything you'd want to add, Heather, that we didn't cover? You know, I, I think... I must have, I think I skimmed over this. I said that I would go over the energy block in my healing crisis with the level two. Um, and then I never went back to that. But I think that because of the block that I had, that I ultimately had removed from the class, the psychic surgery class, because I was walking around with that and I had never gone for a Reiki treatment before I was attuned. So I never had any energy healing at all. And I had this very strange healing crisis after that. And that was why, and it wasn't anything, no major health crisis, but it was weird and, and very strange. And that was where somebody said to me, go to Tracy's share. <laughs> you need to go and, and start doing that monthly. So that is what I did. Okay. Well, then, thank you, Heather, for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
And thank you to our wonderful listeners. Thank you for listening and sharing the podcast. If you are new to the show and like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also follow us on Instagram. It's at soulinfusion underscore podcast. And join us again in two weeks so we can infuse your soul with more mind, body, and soul goodness. Bye. Bye. The following podcast series is designed to educate, entertain, and inform. Not to provide medical advice. 